Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends uh, back on home soil. Uh, here's, oh, I've gone the other way around. Here's Dave Cribb and I, <laughs> oh, oh, I threw right? myself then. What do, what do I do now? What's your own name? Say it, say it. Go on, do you remember it? And I'm Pete Allison. Yeah, it's weird that, isn't it? I didn't yeah. like that. That was like saying, well, no. I'm just Saturday Night Takeover with Deck and Ant. Yeah, we are just as successful as that. <laughs> I'd say, actually, yeah, on reflection, it's not the same on any level, but it was a bit weird. That's what I'd say. Hmm. I've just had, oh, excuse me. I've just had an afternoon nap, Pete. Have you fully woken up from it? Doesn't no, sound like it. I've taken over the last few days to having an afternoon nap. Now, it's been the weekend, so that's fine. And I've had a very lazy weekend of not doing anything, just been hanging out of the flat. But pretty much uh, every day, the last four days, it's gotten to about two or three, and I've fallen asleep. And I don't know what's, what that's about. You know my policy on naps, don't you? Uh, no, but please tell me that. Um, don't do them. Don't work in naps. Um, and Ever? That's unlike, no, never. Which is very unlike anyone who works on a breakfast program in radio. Because yeah. I just fall asleep for a bit and then I wake up like simultaneously feeling completely jet-lagged and then also like my blood is pure espresso like it's a, a powerful mix right a cocktail of of terror yeah, yeah i never used to nap but in the last sort of two three years i've really got into a nap and now i love them and that's definitely an age thing so watch out for that but i know people that have been napping all the way through their 20s so i don't i don't know if it's purely an age thing but yeah for me i used to hold the same attitude as you but there you go maybe you just need to find your way to nap pete and mine is apparently just before a podcast where it, i could yawn all the way through it do you need a bit more time? No, I'm awake. I'm awake, actually. You that sure? Was, that was a genuine... I thought I was, I was going to, like, fake a yawn for comedy there, but then I started to fake it and it came. a real one came out. Isn't that weird? Um, should we talk about this week's episode of Friends, the television sitcom? And who's the request from? It is from Kirsty Peter, who says the following... Formerly requesting the one with the mugging. Very strong start to a message. Hmm. As opposed to people who informally request it. Yeah, we get a lot of informal requests, don't we? But this one is a formal one. I mean, it's quite an informal podcast, to be fair. I'd say, but well, let's make it more formal, shall we? Let's go, come yes, on, let's go, and put our, let's go and put a suit on. Yeah. Let's meet back here in five minutes in black tie, all right? 
There we go. You in black tie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oof. I feel a lot more awake now having uh, put that yeah. suit on. Uh, so surprised we haven't had this one. She says, back to the request from you out. Not remember that piece five minutes ago. We were talking about it before we put our suits on. Yes. Um, yeah. I love all the eps with Ross and Phoebe. So this is always springs to mind when thinking of my favourite episodes. I presume you mean Ross and Phoebe as a storyline together because they are in all the episodes. Uh, And it's Jeff Goldblum being perfect. Yes, that is good, isn't it? Love you both and the podcast heart emoji. Kirsty. Thanks, Kirsty. That's very nice. Um, Would you like, Peter, a synopsis from our good friends, Wikipedia. Now, this is Friends Season 9, and this isn't me padding for time while I get the synopsis up. This is just absolute normal preamble to me doing the synopsis. Would you like me to fill by telling you a story about me and Wikipedia? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I've got it up now, but this, this sounds like something I can't resist. So we had a magician on the radio the other day who claimed that he could do... <laughs> radio magician, <laughs> great start. Bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> Close up here, he, magic. Claimed that he could do a magic trick over the radio. Okay, fine. And this involved Wikipedia, and it involved me guessing any of the... There's over six and a half million pages on Wikipedia, right? Is that it? And the basic premise of the... I thought that was low as well. Yeah. And the the basic premise of the magic trick was that I was to go to any Wikipedia page on my phone without telling him what it was, then to identify any word on that page, and he would know what it was. He correctly... I don't know how he guessed the Wikipedia page that I went to, but... I could totally tell how he predicted the word that I pick because I was live on the radio and didn't want to draw attention to it because I didn't want to ruin his trick. But the word, there was one word that was just all over the place on the Wikipedia page. So he'd obviously like put it there somehow. And then I refreshed my phone after I'd finished talking to him and all the words had gone. So I was like, right, well, he totally just went on that page and copied that, pasted that word, like oh absolutely God. everywhere. What? What? So I didn't want to bust his magic trip. I was like, well, I've got you, Sus, mate. What was the page? Dave, actually, let's see if you could also guess. Okay, well, I've, I've, I've gone onto a page now because I thought we could do this trick as well. So I've chosen a page. Let's see if we can guess each other's pages. Right. So I, Pete Ellison, went on what page, Dave, based on my interests? <laughs> Leeds United Football Club. Not far. Guess a bit more specific. Calvin Phillips. No. Uh, Come on, got Marce- fired recently. Marcelo Bielsa, yeah, I was going to say. I was going to make guess. That's yes. incredible. Yeah, okay. So I got it in three anyway, yeah. Um, uh, what have I just gone on? I've just gone on a Wikipedia page, Pete. Can you guess what it you've is? You've got on a Wikipedia page for limes. No, no, absolutely oh. not. But that that would have been a good one. Uh, you have two more quickfire guesses, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get it in a million years. You are listening to Bad Magic on a radio <laughs> podcast. Uh, you have gone on uh, Gavin from Friends' Wikipedia page. Yeah, much closer than you were, but it's not Gavin, I'm afraid. One more go. Uh, David Schwimmer. Uh, no, I've gone on the Wikipedia page of Soupy Sales. Oh, <laughs> um, which is actually a fascinating read, P. I'm going to learn, learn a lot more about Soupy Sales. I only really know about Soupy Sales from that one episode of Friends. But there you go. Couldn't do that now, or are you going to do that on your own time? I think I'll do it on my own time. I've, yeah, we've I talked about Wikipedia fair. long enough. But luckily, that story uh, has bought me the time to get to the Friends Wikipedia page because I was now then on Soupy Sales instead. So, ironically, <laughs> having arrived at it before you started the story, I then wasn't on it at the end of the story. 
Season 9, episode 15, the one with the mugging, 175264, directed by Peter Tibbles, a name I'm not familiar with. I don't think we've ever had a Tibbles app, so let's see how that impacts on our Peter Tibbles sounds like some sort of minor character in a Dickens novel. Right, exactly. You don't hear the names Tibbles very often. um, Cats are sometimes called Tibbles, aren't they? Oh, yeah. What? Are they Tibbles? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I've got that from. No, it's no. It's a name that's sort of to do with cat. It's like a word that's a bit like a cat word. It's not like kibble, tibbles, t- tab, tabby, tabby. Is that what you're thinking? Like tab, tabble, tabble. No, I'm thinking tibbles, of tibbles, mate. Tibbles. T- is okay. Phoebe and Ross get mugged by one of Phoebe's <laughs> old friends from the street, but when her friend recognises her, he lets them go. Ross then finds out Phoebe was the person who mugged him when he was a teenager and stole his original comic book, Science Boy. Meanwhile, Chandler lands an unpaid advertising internship but feels out of place due to his age, and Joey auditions for a Broadway play starring Leonard Hayes. Open brackets, Jeff Boglum. Boglum? Globlum. Hmm? Globlum. Jeff Jeff Gold. Tibbles. Jeff Tibbles. <laughs> But must go to painful extremes to get the part after Hayes says he isn't acting urgently enough. Um, There you go. That's the three storylines. Where would you like to start? We've got uh, Jeff, the mugging, or Chandler's new job? Uh, Chandler's new job first. Unpaid into... Do you know what? I could... For the first time watching this back as now a man in his mid-30s, which is more or less where Chandler's got to by this stage of his life, I felt... I almost came out in hives when he walked into that room of, like, 21-year-olds at the internship. Do you know what I mean? It, I really felt, oh, my God, this would this would be quite the awful experience. It's like when, um, when I was about 12 and my mum made me go to a swimming class which was full of about six-year-olds. Oh, really? I, yeah, so Why? they were all, like... Because I was overweight, Dave. Um, And so I was, and I can actually remember one of the kids being like, why are you here? I don't know, mate. I wish I fucking wasn't. Did you then swim to like the gold medal position like Chandler did with his advertising? (laughs) No, I was probably the slowest. (laughs) That's the only redeeming feature is that he's clearly actually quite good at this while the others are. Like awful, like really. But I mean, we only see one of them, but it's just a guy fetishizing lesbianism for the, mm. for the sake of advertising which let's face it the entire world's done a for lot a of people time. do that yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of people do that um but they are they are really bad and, and you know what actually though the problem is two things here one Chandler would be pretty awful to work with in this scenario because he is smug yeah he really is like when he's good at it he's smug and he doesn't make any effort does he to sort of try and fit in i know the world's not all about fitting in pete but I feel like on the first day he wore a suit and realised everyone else was wearing jeans and you know casual clothes. Just dial it down, mate. Just be one of the. Just just We've try. All been there. We've just, all been there. Yeah, right. Yeah, briefcase wanker, isn't he? Basically, first day of work experience. Yeah. Oh, I've overdone it. Next day, <laughs> I'll wear something lower key. Right, exactly, and that's fine. But he doesn't. He sticks with his sort of. I'm the grown up, so I'll wear a suit. Uh, even though, as he points out, Steve is two years younger than him. I mean, that must be a tricky dynamic as well, mustn't it? Unpaid internship for someone that's younger than you. Although it does kind of go too far the other way with um, like Chandler having an injured hip and then like a walking stick. It feels like it's overcooking his age a little bit for yeah. comedic value, I appreciate, but still. 
No, I know what you mean. He only fell sort of from standing height backwards. It wasn't a big fall. It wasn't a notoriously sort of dramatic one, but it did seem to happen. And also, when he fell, Monica and Rachel didn't give a fuck. (laughs) Rachel is not in this episode at all, hardly. Very little, Rachel. A couple of moments where you see like a standby, a Rachel Jennifer Aniston standby in the end, in the side of the shot because of the because of the widescreen um, aspect ratio. But she must have just been like bit really busy that week filming something yeah. else or something was going well, on. Because reasonable. She might as well have had a week off. Yeah, well, I, was, I mean, we're talking, what, 2003? She's the, probably the most famous woman in the world at this stage, isn't she? But when she is in it, like you say, she contributes very little and then she just watches Chandler fall over and, according to him, break his hip and doesn't even try and get up. Um, my other issue, really, is with the advertising agency's treatment of the interns. I mean, these guys are unpaid. Why are you making them do your big campaign ideas? Yeah, I did think that, actually. There's <laughs> one point where, like, Chandler has literally been there, like, two days, and he's coming up with what seems like quite a major advertising um, campaign for some sort of trainers that are that have very raised platforms. They are the world's worst shoe, aren't they? They are dreadful, Yeah. I just feel like with the friend's budget, they could have made something that was bad, but plausible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas what they've made is something that's just bad. And I know that there's the whole joke of Joey loving them. And Joey probably would love them. The little the little flame flame design on the side of the sheet. But they are. They just look like someone's very quickly made them in the props department just before they go out, aren't they? Also, at the very start of his storyline, there's that, quite a worrying joke about Joey apparently having sex with all the interns at work, which really isn't great, is it? Well, it feels like, A, in sort of 2022, doesn't feel great, and B, it feels like a joke they forgot doesn't really count anymore. Like, in season one and two, when Joey's like 24 and the interns are all 21, it feels a bit like old Joey, do you know what I mean? Whereas now it feels creepy, creepersome. Talking about bad fashion, though, going back to the shoe, we talk about Monica's sweatshirt in this episode. Yes. Yeah, I did spot that. Sort of weird guess who cosplay. Yeah, Just a um, giant big question mark. mark. <laughs> like quite a like quite a glamorous Riddler, isn't she? Yeah. It's just a strange choice. And like we talk about this often and I'll I'll hold my hands up. I'm not going to claim to be you know, Captain Fashion. This is not a episode <laughs> of But I mean, I'll, I'll defer to your uh, more expert view. That's not a good jumper, is it? Uh, no, no. But no. equally, fashion has moved on. Yeah, it just doesn't um, feel very Monica, though. Do you mean that we've not seen her in anything like that? I would suggest. No, you know the you know who wears things with slogans and quirky things on. Yeah, Rachel. Right, not Monica. Save the drama for your mama. That kind Maybe of thing. Rachel has lent Monica her giant question mark jumper. Um, so yeah, so Chandler gets his job. He turns out he's very good at advertising. This is one of the rare times in Friends and in sitcoms where you actually see someone be really good at their job. Like quite often in in, in Friends and in TV, you know, we never really see David Schwimmer being an excellent paleontologist. You see like the last sentence of a lecture that we presume was excellent, but we'll never really know and everyone stands up and claps. Whereas here, it's interesting that we get the whole pitch from start to finish. And, you know, this is a good advertising pitch. It makes sense. But it's a really hard thing to get right, that in in fictional world, showing someone do a really good job at work, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, we don't really see Joey doing a very good job. I mean, actually, do you know what? When we get to the Joey plotline, this this, uh, applies because we do see him doing his job a lot and we see him doing... 
what is supposed to be a very good job, but I'm well, not a, sure a, it a, is. A, an audition that sort of instantly gets him the job, and, and Jeff Goldblum's character ends up in awe of him. It's bizarre. It goes from one extreme to the other, though, doesn't he, with Jeff Goldblum? I mean, let's just move on to this plotline now, shall we? Because I think we've tied up Chandler very much, unless you have anything further to say about it. Jeff Goldblum hates Joey. Let, sorry, Leonard Hayes. Hey, we should address that elephant in the room. Jeff Goldblum is playing the character of Jeff Goldblum, but without the name Jeff Goldblum, right? Yeah, I wonder why that is, because you could have just done, like, you could have pretended that Jeff Goldblum had been in mobile phone adverts and it would have been fine. Everything applies to Jeff Goldblum. You know, he's very plausible to have been in a Macbeth movie that they all talk about. He's very plausible to have done a big advertising campaign. And he seems like, from what I know, I've not met Jeff Goldblum, but he seems like the sort of man that... Actually, I have met Jeff Goldblum. That's a lie. But he seems You've like met sort Jeff of, Goldblum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have you? I forgot about that. Yeah, years and years ago, yeah. Um, but he seems like the sort of man that would be happy to take the piss out of himself, you know? Yeah. And these mobile phone ads sound wild, like monkeys and people being fired out of cannons. Well, that's the advert I want to see. I don't care about Chandler's stupid shoe ad. I want yeah. to see Jeff Goldblum getting fired out of a cannon by a monkey or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's odd that they haven't chosen... Because they do it in Friends a fair bit, don't they? The famous person plays themselves. And even plays, like, exaggerated versions of themselves. Well, quite, exactly, yeah. There must be a reason. And I wonder what it is. And this is a sort of podcast where we don't bring you the answer. We just wonder. <laughs> we just throw it out there. <laughs> a, really good, well a really good, well-informed podcast would have gone, do you know what, Pete? And I actually made some calls, and it turns out that... Uh, all right, come on, come on, we can fucking Google this, just in case it's really obvious. Why did... Jeff Goldblum not play himself in Friends. Nah, it doesn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there is an excellent... Look, we'll find out, okay? We'll we'll ask someone. That's our pledge to you. Brackets, we probably forget. We'll ask your good friend Jeff Goldblum. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that I even forgot I met Jeff Goldblum doesn't scream that we've got a very p- close personal relationship, does it? Mm, fair. He fucking hates Joey, doesn't he, right at the start? And also, it's... I mean, this is what you're alluding to, but at no point when Joey is desperate for a wee <laughs> is his performance actually improved by it. Like he, I he wouldn't just, want to watch just, that play. He absolutely flies through the lines with no... like. I think, I think Leonard Hayes describes it as like urgency and mm. it's weird, like twitchy thing. No, it's, it's, it's someone who clearly needs a piss. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's no subtlety about it, is there? He's not... That, that, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Yeah, you're quite right in the sense that it'd be really interesting to see Joey doing some really good acting and then Jeff Goldblum being like, that's really good. But he doesn't. Joey does some terrible acting and Joey and Leonard Hayes goes, that was really good. Because you get the same lines of dialogue from the audition a few times, like I think it's two or three times you hear the, the, the scene that Joey's using to audition. Even hmm. the scene doesn't make sense. Like someone says, oh, what are you still doing here? And then there's someone who was in love but not quite. And then someone's kept a secret from someone and then Joey ends up like killing himself like it's I, I don't I, whatever's happening in that scene is fucking wild in itself yeah someone's clearly put the line I wish I could go but I can't or something about peeing because that'll be yeah. funnier when he needs and to and then pee. worked backwards and then worked heavily backwards yeah I mean almost put a fucking trigger warning in the uh, the speed with which Joey's character kills himself 
bang end scene. Yeah. Right, it's absolutely that, that sort of end bit that you knew this all along, you never told me, you never told me, I can never give you anything myself. I've nothing but bang end scene. Wild. I mean, it's not good mm-hmm. acting, but also it's really come out of left field, hasn't it? Considering they were just having a chat in the first in the first version of that scene. Do you think that's just the end of the play? No, it's the beginning of Act Two. <laughs> yeah, because he says <laughs> it, doesn't he? Right at the start, first the first audition. Let me just double check. I'm pretty sure Leonard Hayes says, you know, this is the this is the beginning of Act Two. My entrance. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. This is Leonard Hayes. Yeah, top of Act Two. This is my entrance. So the part that Joey's auditioning for barely makes it into the second act. Do you know what? He, just on an efficiency level, that's poor because that actor's got to wait all the way through the interval every night and then go on and do this very, very quick scene. Then he dies and then that's mm. it. Go away for the bowels. It's like, um, it's like the dog in the Curious Instant play. I've never actually seen that. Is, is that what happens to the dog? Is this a spoiler? A, they bring out, yeah, yeah. They bring out a puppy right at the end and everyone goes, oh, and that puppy is like them backstage probably thinking fucking hell I want to be in bed <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the dog dies in the play well a curious incident of the dog in the night time a dog does die oh. at the very start oh, but right, then there's a puppy at the end of it oh I see curious incident of the dog in the night time Dave is very much about a dead dog it should not be news to you that that play is about a dead dog I've never seen book. it Pete it's a very famous it. book well I've never read it well maybe um, you should yeah P.S. Dog dies. <laughs> uh, this does. This plotline does, however, have the one of my favourite lines from all of Friends in it, and I've put it in my favourite lines. It's basically my favourite line. So it's the only one I get. Is it about the monkey at the audition? No, I just oh. love. Oh, I want to long pause. Yeah, that is good. For some reason, that just sticks in my head, and I think if every time I see the words "long pause" written down, which is weirdly more than you'd think. Uh, I always think of that immediately, and that line. Because from this storyline, I love, hey, maybe the monkey will be at the audition. Don't make me more nervous than I already am. <laughs> the bloody monkey. See, that's a case of Monica not, like, Monica being strangely stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's the sort of thing Joey would say, isn't it? That, yeah. that bit sort of made me go, why would she say that? She's supposed to be the sort of person that's dialing down yeah, Joey's stupidity. Yeah, Reference to Monica says about them. Oh, didn't actually go and see Macbeth. They saw the trailer for it before Jackass. Yeah. Firstly, why are they marketing Macbeth before <laughs> exactly Jackass? Because they are very different audiences, but still. But again, it doesn't feel like a Monica thing to say that, does it? That feels like a Joey or maybe a Rachel thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's very strange. But yeah, oh, I want to long pause is just. Is just one of my favourite lines, despite the fact that nine seasons in and presumably even longer into Joey's acting career, so we're talking a good 10 to 15 years into his acting career, he should have worked out what stage directions are by now. Yeah, fair. Um, but that is quite in keeping with with Joey's um, approach to his profession, to be fair. So yeah, so yeah, then Joey really needs to pee, and like we say, it doesn't make him better, but apparently it makes him brilliant. That's despite the fact he's only even there for the callback audition because a lady wants to have sex with him which yes. felt like a spurious way of keeping him uh, in the play, you know? And then he pisses all over Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, the episode ends with Matt LeBlanc pissing all over Jeff Goldblum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. To the mugging. To the mugging. I was thinking watching this, like, the implausibility of this mugging storyline, right? But right. you you kind of overlook it because Lisa Kudrow and David Schwimmer are so good yeah. in this storyline that it doesn't really matter that it's all obviously nonsense. Yeah, the whole thing is a really nice arc, yeah, despite the fact, as you say, it's incredibly implausible right from the start as well. I mean, ugh, again, this fucking episode's full of trigger warnings. I've never been mugged, Pete, but is that how muggings go? Um, seemed very well, calm and non-threatening. Yes, it's very sort of going through the motions, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It might be. It might be. But it was. It was a strange. I wouldn't be particularly worried if Kyle from Tenacious D approached me like that and just said, "Give me your money." Oh my god, that's who it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've only just clocked that. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Gas. Seen Tenacious D live. Big, um, big old cameo episode. This between Goldblum and Kyle Gas. I do love that change in Phoebe and the Mugger when they recognise each other, though. It's so good. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. Even the bit where the Mugger goes to Ross, oh, nice to meet you, and David yeah. Schwimmer does a great... Yeah, real pleasure. Like, that's He's great. very charming, isn't he, um, Kyle <laughs> Gass's lol? It, just you know, suddenly, like, like his, his voice, the tone of his voice goes up and everything, and suddenly he's really friendly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he should have, I'd say maybe recognised Phoebe a little bit earlier than that because she's yeah. talking quite a lot. And Ross says the name Phoebe about three times and then he suddenly goes, oh my God, Phoebe? Yeah, and I love that reveal of um, the fact that he's sort of, uh, oh, hey, I, I, but I quit smoking. Yeah. Like, they're just having this really nice little catch-up. <laughs> yeah, and it's a nice little insight into Phoebe's past that we don't, we, we sort of hear referenced occasionally, but we don't actually get to delve into too much. But, you know... Boy, she's had a hard life, hasn't she? And she's it's, it's a real... Seeing that in action gives you a proper insight into that, doesn't it? And also an insight into Monica and Ross's horrible middle-class privilege when they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you smug people. That's disgusting. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad that Phoebe kind of... Uh, yeah, and is sort of highlights the fact that she did have a really difficult life. And I, I mean, I'm about to use one of my other favorite lines. I think it's one of my favorite lines in that we've spotted in in some time. But the whole, yeah. my mother was killed by a drug dealer. 
your mother killed herself. She was a drug, <laughs> drug dealer. dealer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I think that whole bit from Phoebe, like, yes, of course, not great that she mugged people. Can you understand that in such desperate circumstances she had to? Yeah, let's be honest, you kind of can. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. And it's, yeah, I like, I like you, I agree with you that it's nice that they, they thought to flag that and basically shout down Ross and Monica from the little, well, I was going to say Ivory Tire, but from their sort of flying pony gold restaurant, as Phoebe yeah. says. That's one of my, I really enjoy that line. I didn't even, I didn't eat gold and have a flying pony. So then Phoebe obviously realizes she's the one that mugged Ross. Again, playing, playing this all for, <laughs> it's, it's interesting how they managed to, and by they, I sort of mean the writers, but also in the world, I mean Ross manages to sort of twist it back to be about him. This wasn't yeah. like, oh my God, Phoebe, this must have really reminded you of the years of trauma you endured and the death of your mother and the fact you didn't have any family and you lived on the street. It's, oh, Ross, oh my God, this really is just so hard for me because it reminds me of when I lost my comic book outside some Mark's comics. Also, I'm not... I'm not- trying to um, rank the seriousness of muggings here. Like, of course, mugging is bad. Sure. But when Phoebe demonstrates what she did to Ross to remind or show him that it was her, mm. all she does is grab him by the ear yeah. and say, like, give me a stuff or whatever. It's so, very like, Oliver Twist mugging, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's a very sort of Victorian child urchin <laughs> mugging. It's it's not the most threatening in the world. Oh, especially I give me your coming from. Yeah. Also, given it clearly came from a fellow child who was a similar age to Ross at the time, like, yeah. it's just not the, not the most intimidating situation. No, but again, it gives us a real insight into Ross's sort of self-perception and and a his how much he sort of uh how much value he gives let's you know like you say let's not be too down on him but what seems like quite a mild traumatic experience compared to Phoebe's yeah. entire life but he's built this up hasn't he into this huge deal in his life um and yeah like you say it, it doesn't feel like uh like like something he should he should sort of be stewing on too too much since it's also a bit, I don't know if you noticed it, maybe it was just the the volume at which I was watching this, but there's this central perk scene with like added Atmos, like the sound of a busy cafe. And I feel like it really stands out as fake in this. It's some slightly, you don't, I've, I've never really noticed anything like that before. Yeah. But there's this really weird background noise that doesn't quite fit with central perk and it feels a little bit odd because it's quite loud in the background. That is very odd, isn't it? I hadn't noticed that, but I'll go back and have a little watch. Which bit was it in, do you remember? Uh, I think it's a Phoebe and Monica scene where the noise in the background is just really loud. I like where Phoebe realises she's mugged Ross. Yeah. Interesting. I shall go back and have a little listen. And if anyone's listening to this episode having not watched it yet, do let us know uh, if you agree with Pete's synopsis of that. Maybe um, I've just got weird ears. Maybe you've got weird ears. Oh, weird ears, Alison. That's what they call you. Oh. Um, and then Phoebe gets her crap from the street. Really funny line as well. Crap from the street. That is my last favourite line. Is it? I've I've covered them all. Full house. Well, whilst we're doing them then, shall I tell you my other ones? Because mine comes from this moment as well, which I really... It's not really a particularly funny line. It's just the way the dynamic plays out. Superhuman thirst for knowledge? No, that is really good. But it's just the way Phoebe, at the start of the sort of confession about the mugging, says, hey, Ross, how was class? And Ross looks really 
like on guard straight away. Oh, nobody ever asks me that. And he starts to tell her about a class and Phoebe just goes, all right, nothing is worth this. (laughs) (laughs) So the other day I messaged my friend who I did have plans with on Friday before he um, had to cancel because he had COVID. Um, And I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. And his, like his first reply was, you're never this nice to me. What What do you want? <laughs> like, Nothing. I'm just looking forward to seeing you. I'm just being nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for all Ross's faults, they are really down on him and his job. They do consistently just yeah. go at him for having a Well, he's right to be suspicious because she doesn't care. No, she does not give a shit. No. Actually, talking about their jobs, interesting revelation at this point. And it does make sense. He is on TV. But interesting that Joey is now the highest earner of the group. Yes. Yeah. Phoebe says, how do I know who I like the most if I don't know who earns the most? And she goes, hey, Joey. And yeah, look, but like Ross is, they're all in fairly, I mean, not Chandler at the moment, but you know, Monica's the head chef of a fancy restaurant. Ross is very high up in academia. I mean, that's fair. Like that can probably take a sidestep to be fair. And then, um, but Rachel's very high up at Ralph Lauren, you know, like there's, Joey's really sort of leapfrogged the group, hasn't he? In terms of his financial stability. Yeah, True. And then we learn about Science Boy and Phoebe gives Science Boy. I mean, oh, Ross, Science Boy, uh, superhuman thirst for knowledge, as you say. He gets the comic back, and that sort of and that sort of makes it all up. Although the interesting thing is Phoebe's justification for you know that this whole like oh it's neat we've got a thing now everyone else has got a thing from the past and we don't like they don't all have a thing from the past do they like Phoebe's loaned them all longer than Joey for example. Mm, that's true, actually. And Rachel. True. Rachel's fairly new. I know Rachel went to went to school with Monica and stuff, but like Joey's completely new to the whole group. I do like that. There's another great Ross line where she says, hey, now we have a thing. And he goes, it's not the best. <laughs> uh, so we've basically done our funny lines, haven't we, Pete? I've got, I do have one more because the, the final... The final bit of the um, episode after the theme, ch- you know, after Joey pisses on Leonard Hayes, um, <laughs> I really, really enjoy the Monica and Ross exchange when they're not being creepy and weird. This is some of my favourite Monica, and Ross just pokes his head around the door and goes, "Oh, Phoebe didn't mention by any chance that she was a huge guy that mugged you, yeah?" And Ross says, "You didn't happen to tell everyone we know, yeah? Great, thanks," and just leaves. And I just yeah. that dynamic is really nice. And the way Courtney Cox delivers those lines, I found just really enjoyable watching it back. What I was a bit confused by, and maybe you can enlighten me on this in case I've missed something, is just before that happens, Monica's just sitting reading the cable bill and talking about how Chandler's watching porn on a Saturday afternoon. What's that got to do with anything? Yeah, well, and watching porn while she's in, in the house as well. It's just, it doesn't, I know it's just a bit to get into that scene, but it was a really weird thing that is just never mentioned anywhere else and just felt really out of place it was odd no i why did you say that i might be able to enlighten you oh no not in the, not in the sense that you're the sort of man that watches porn on a saturday afternoon while his friends are you watch a lot of porn <laughs> Pete, you notoriously watch porn when other people are in the house can you talk about that no no i just meant have i missed like a little reference earlier on or something chandler was doing but i don't think i did right no i don't think you did no no i think it was just uh apropos of nothing uh, should we have a quiz? Bashing one out while she's in the house. <laughs> should we have a quiz? Uh, yes, if you sent me it. No, we don't have one. That what? was that was my way of teeing up the fact we don't have one. Is that did I did I, did I lead oh. you on there? You did. You that wasn't a good tease. That was a sort of underwhelming conclusion. Dave, that's the podcast over now. Well, so what's happened? I don't know what's happened here. I, I thought that Kirsty had provided one, which is why Amy hadn't sent one. Um, but I think we've just had a 
I think there's been a a gap in the market. No, a gap in the communication here, hasn't it, Pete? And we don't have a quiz, do we? Do you want to make one up for me? Does it have to be about this episode of Friends? I mean, ideally it would be. Okay, now I'll do it. I'll do it, right? Okay. I've got the script up here. Uh, Why are you singing Strictly? I'm just um, padding for time, you know? Right. With the Strictly theme tune. Uh, Yeah, all right. We've talked about a lot of the details, haven't we, really? Um, What? Who who does Chandler compare himself to, saying he's not as old as to the interns? Bob Hope. Bob Hope. Correct. We'd have the things over. What is the catchphrase of Leonard Hayes's uh, cell phone commercial? Hang up that phone. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that's actually one of them. I was looking for unlimited nights and weekends when Joey does the impression of him. Hang up that phone is one that he says as well when he's flying out of the. Uh, the cannon. That's a weird advert, isn't it? Talking about Chandler's adverts. A man getting fired out of a cannon and the message is, hang up that phone? Why would it be hang up that phone? Surely you want them to use the phone. And why is he in a cannon? Unclear. Isn't it? Um, and then, uh, what's the name? Here's the final question. I'm only doing three. What's the name of the waitress that Ross has got a date with tonight where before, just before he gets mugged? Karen? Katie. Katie. Katie, close. Um, there ends the quiz. What's next week's episode, Pete? It wasn't a, wasn't a classic quiz. All right, mate. Um, well, I didn't have time to... <laughs> <laughs> You're misdirecting your anger. Your anger is at Amy. It's not at me. Um, Amy didn't write your shit quiz. <laughs> um, next week, we are going... Oh, it's a bit of an odd one next week. Oh, weird. Why? Season 5, episode 13, the one with Joey's bag. Okay. Yeah, I see, I see your your reticence. Um, this is going to be a classic one, though, where I'm going to look it up. I'm not going to say it, and this is a good uh, tease for next week, isn't it? One of those ones where the other plot lines are ones you've completely forgotten about. Like this one with the mugging, I've completely forgotten about Leonard Hayes. Yeah, fair. Um, oh, no, there's some other good stuff in this, mate. There is. There's one. There's one good plot. There's one other plot, which I'm not sure is the best. Anyway. That's next week's episode. We'll still have fun here on Friends with Friends. <laughs> a lukewarm tease for next week. <laughs> <laughs> See you then. Yeah, maybe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.